Welcome to the Rogue Tailboard Podcast, where firemen are fired up and minimal is unacceptable. going on i got you on shane it looks like tom's on you got any feedback right here where i'm at you sound like you're echoing somewhere but pretty good nate oh, let me get out of how you hear me i can hear you good Church, got a little roll call checking the connections Kevin should be hopping on <laughs> yeah, I sent the <laughs> sent the link out in the group. I caught him by surprise. So, just a, a forewarning: it's already recording, and I'm not a the world's greatest editor, so I don't know how to edit out anything. So we're just we're keeping it live and natural and genuine here. That's why to do it. Shit, Tom, can you hear us? I can hear you. All What's right, up, there Tom? he is, man. What's up, guys? How are y'all? Good, brother. It's been a wild day, but it's been good. Yeah. You've been quiet lately, Tom. How's it going over there, man? Man, it's been busy, but it's, it's a good busy. Uh, got to spend a lot of time with the guys on ship today, so today was a great day. Good. What all did you do? Uh, so we do that monthly uh, evolution. So they get the, the training at the beginning of the month, and then the, towards the end of the month or last tour of the month, we always – do it more like a, I say evaluation. That's not really what it is. And um, so today was that day. So we went through it. It was a fairly simple one. I was we're working towards like long line deployment, and then we're tagging it in with the uh, the quint that we have. So they're deploying to uh, the roof. We have an apartment complex. So that was kind of the the broad gist of it. We're gonna add a level of difficulty next month. So it was a it was a good day. There you go. What's up, Jason? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Make sure you can hear us pretty well. Oh, yeah. Everything's clear. First five minutes checking through all the connections and all that good jazz. Looks like we caught Kevin off guard, so he might be running to get to a place where he can talk. I don't know. Yeah. We lost Shane, too. I'm right here. There he oh, is. I don't, I don't even see him on here. <laughs> oh, there he is. I'm right here. Oh, y'all can see it on your end, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just didn't scroll up to see Shane's name. My bad. Oh, that's pretty neat. See, I'm learning new things about this app myself. This is the <laughs> first time I've done anything outside of a one guest deal. So it shows me who all is connected. Looks like we're just missing Rossi and uh Kevin. But Rossi right. said he was working right. He might be on or off. Yeah. He's on shift too, but he's pretty busy. Right on. Well, man, appreciate y'all taking time tonight get this going i think it's been fun well, i know we've been talking about it for a while we're finally making it happen that's right can you guys hear me okay yeah, yeah. Same. good deal yeah everything's coming in good and clear on my end too 
Well, I guess we can get rolling, and we'll just uh, fill Flack and Kevin in when he finally gets on. <laughs> but uh, no, for those of y'all listening, this is something that we've been wanting to get together for a while now. Um, over the past, we say, guys, about a year now, we've been really intentionally just building our relationships and our walk with Christ. Yeah, I would agree about a year. I think uh, overall when we started as a much larger group, but I would say probably in the last, what, what? maybe eight months when we tightened it up and it's become more of a smaller group and, and more disciplined. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. And that's uh, that's one of the talking points I wanted to touch on first was just kind of testifying through several different lives that got intertwined together kind of under God's creation of things. So I just wanted to kind of touch on how we all met. And I'll lead off by saying, obviously, creating the Rogue Tailboard helped out with that. But it wasn't shortly after that. Shane kind of just sought me out and I know I've shared that on a couple of different podcasts and what have you. And Shane was like rapid fire with intentionality of you got to call this guy. Well, like, no, he's like waiting for you now. And I'm like, okay, well let me, let me holler at him. So Shane, what was your thoughts through all that, man? I mean, I guess I got to lead it off with you, bud, because I don't think any of us would legitimately be here if it wasn't for your networking to see that these guys with us would like fit together well. And God obviously ended up taking over control. So talk me through that, man. Well, thank you. First of all, that's uh, very humbling, especially in the group of men that we're sitting here talking with tonight. Um, man, honestly, I, I really don't know how to take in, but just to be bluntly honest with that was the fact that that I, I, I really can't explain any other reason why God led me to you, but it was just God is, is simply what it was. It was, I seen, I felt like I seen what you was trying to do, if that makes sense. And sure. um, just through at, just through adversity and um, trials through, I just, I felt led to taking, almost taking, just reach out and I, I'm not going to say protect you, but to take and forewarn you. Um, cause there's so many, there's, first of all, there's so many good people within the fire service, right? Um, and without taking trying and, and with no negative intention, I just wanted to take and reach out to you and say, look, man, I, I, I understand what you're trying to do. I see exactly what you're trying to implement and your years of service versus experience in the fire service. They it really didn't matter to me. Um, the person that you were and that what I've seen not not versus what anybody else said you know i i was led i was led and compelled to you to take and say hey look man you got to protect yourself um and and that's not intentional towards one person it was just intentional towards you and we developed a relationship and as we continued talking uh i felt like through our conversations there was other people that that influenced my life and that were there with me through thick and thin. And I wanted, I wanted you to have the opportunity to take and reach out and to also take and be a part of them. And Jason was the first person that I felt like that I needed, uh, that I was led to show, to share with you that you needed to take. And that was another one that would take, it could be a good influence on you. And 
with no intention, no intentionality or no harm. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, no, I respect that. So, and that, and that's kind of where it went from there for me. Was I? It was. I guess it's, and, and there might be some repercussion from this, and I and I don't mean it in a negative way or a negative manner, but it was a sense of I felt like I understood what you were trying to do, and I and I was trying to protect you, and I, but that had to come with honesty. So for me, I, I felt like that the people that were sincere for me, I I would share that with you, and that's kind of where it led to, and I, I never thought that would that would it would have led to such a group that what it has become. No, I'm into that, brother. I, I'm still in all of it all, too. Uh, Jason, I want to pick up with you, man, where that kind of left off at. How how did you feel getting that phone call, I guess, or how that looked like on your end when Shane's like, hey, I got some old boy from Texas about to call you. What did you think was going to happen there? So, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited, man, uh, about the conversation. Um, you know, we, we shared a, a common interest at that time, and, uh, kind of a, a pursuit of yours and that's kind of what started our conversation and then it just kind of grew into so much more from there you know uh and then as our friendship has over time uh it's just it's, it's been pretty awesome no it's been great because when he sent me that i know he shared the other other week in our uh, bible study but I was literally sitting in the engine in our bay where I was able to get good reception. I sat in that back seat for like, I think it was an hour just talking with you. And it felt like I already knew you for a while after that phone uh, conversation I actually started to initiate. And I was like, man, this is a good dude. Like th- you can just hear the generosity in you, you can hear the humbleness. It was a, uh, man, it was a good time. And from there we would just kind of mutually just kick it off. And then, you know, a month would go by, and now here we come back at it, and then we started this this Bible study group, and it's really grown from there, and we actually became really close. And so, Nate, I want to kind of pass the torch to you on that one. How how do you see God getting us all together through all the, all this mix, through the, the networking to where we are today, and how you fit into it? Yeah, well, you know, I think it originally started through the Uncommon page. You know, that's where you and I connected. Yeah. Um, I had already built um, a relationship with Rossi, who's not on right now, but um, I met him through taking a class and with a mutual friend, someone who suggested that he and I would actually hit it off pretty well, which he was spot on. Um, he and I became very close. Then the Uncommon page kind of started up, and that's how you and I got connected. And then through that, with kevin uh kevin and i just started you know talking kind of the same thing and then it just branched out from there and that's uh through that that's i got in touch with uh shane and tom and first time i got to visit all of them or see all you guys was at the dadgum last year and um i don't know for me i think you know i was going through such a um crucial time you know just in my life with the the duran incident and a lot of things going on within my own uh department people that i had here that um you know truly i thought were true brothers and then kind of mind blown where all of our relationships had grown from there and it like we talked about before where it's still mind-blowing to me is few of us are in florida we got guys in texas guys in georgia we're states and hours and miles away 
And these are some of the closest relationships that I've ever built with anybody over my 23 year career in the fire service. And I never would have imagined it turned into what it, what, what it's become today. Uh, I have to absolutely echo that. And where there's no rank pull. Yeah. We'll, we'll banter about it, you know, in our little thread, but we've got district chiefs, we've got tail boards, captains, all in this mix. And we don't even see that. We just see us as humans and us as Christian men. And that's what I really appreciate the most, especially I feel extremely honored because I'm, I'm the pup of the group, but I get to walk in the wisdom of you guys and to help get discipled and mentored. And that's a big thing that I wish a lot of other younger individuals would do too, is seek out those wise ones that are in your firehouse that are, the God-fearing men, the one that are squared away to sit there and, and show you life, not just skill sets of the trade. You know, have y'all encountered that too? Yeah, for me, it brought it, it brought it full circle. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. Adversity is what's got me to, to where I'm at and the relationships that I'm at. So for me, it was, I, it started as, in unintentional, it started as an opportunity to take and see the good that somebody was trying to do and trying to involve him with other people that I truly and honestly felt vulnerable with and sincere with. And then as adversity circled its way around me, whether it was just mistakes that I'd made in my career or was it, whether it was mistakes that I made personally, there was a group of people that never left my side that became my friends. And as you see that the fire service is probably the, it, it, it is it's not probably it is the, it is, it is the absolute reason that we've become where we're, what we have become. But true. The truth beyond that is it has nothing to do with rank. It has, it, it's just the true humanship part of it that takes and um, it creates that, it creates that true meaning of brotherhood for me. And it's, it's total, it's totally different. It's, and and I hope and and I know a lot of us have talked about it, but for me, it it honestly, I hope people get to experience what I've got to experience because even though there has been adversity and negativity in my career mm-hmm. and where I'm at now, I, I I would not honestly replace it with anything to what I have at this point, if that makes sense. Because and that didn't come from the fire service; that came from God. That came from my growth and my relationship. That came from my growth and my relationship, and that's happened over the last year and a half, and it's a continual growth. But it's a lot of work, and it's a lot. But you can't have that without a community of fellowship. And for me, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, I would would have to agree uh, with that, Shane. I was just thinking, kind of, as you guys were talking uh, to open this thing about kind of how we've all. just met and gotten together and you know Shane we we go back from the fire academy days and then from there uh everything's just built on and um Chris you've came over to Georgia and had breakfast at my mom and dad's table a couple of times you know um I look forward to that third time um you know Nate I I kind of got with Nate through the uncommon page as well uh and then we actually got to meet up in Tennessee last year which was cool uh, Kevin, I met in Dalton at one of the uh, one of the Bears conferences. I had lunch with him and his crew um, on one of the days, and, and got to just really uh, know them and talk to them. And then 
you know, Rossi, we haven't formally met yet, but um, we have some pretty deep conversations with each other. And so it's pretty cool just the dynamic of this whole thing, you know, and like you said earlier, what started out uh, as a pretty large, I think 12 to 15 uh, person group of firemen in a weekly Bible study chat that you started and we've kind of honed down to our tribe. You know, Tom, I had the opportunity to meet Tom last year in Tennessee as well. And uh, that kind of, you know, he's big in the engine company stuff and uh, I'm a, I ride a truck, but I'm still an engine nerd. Um, and I'm, I'm a fire nerd, whatever. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but uh, it's just really cool, just the dynamic of our relationships and how, you know, the, the common thing that's brought us together is our love and passion for the fire service. But what's really deepened our relationship is our passion for walking for God, you know, walking for Christ. Amen. I couldn't agree more with you, Painter. Tom, let's talk about your your journey with all this, man. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, sold under Lucky Stars to even be welcomed into this group uh, very recently. But, uh, you know, for for all of it, I can say with the exception of Snow Snow, you and I met through uh, Matt Valdez, a common friend, is kind of how we got to know one another. And then uh, from there, the rest of the, the guys that are represented in this group, Nate and Shane and Jason and Rossi, I, I effectively met all them through Kevin and uh, it's weird because uh, I've known Kevin probably right at two years. Um, but that man right there is he's my brother and all you guys are. But that that guy has pushed me uh, to be better in every capacity, whether that be as a fireman or as uh, as a Christian. And I mean, what? what more special can you have out of out of a friendship that's only been there for two years that feels like 20 uh for somebody that pushes you to be uh the better version of yourself every day um i just uh he actually just sent me a text message just a little bit ago just said thank you for being my friend and i it blows me away every time he says it because i feel like i'm the lucky one you know uh yeah. and i feel lucky to be part of this group and it has been uh special over this last month just to be walking with you guys in this in this uh in this walk that we're walking together but that's a mutual feeling and this is a learning curve on me i didn't know that it was only maxed out to four people so i have to get a part two with with kevin and rossi as well on this one man feel bad on that one but i couldn't i can't speak highly enough for kevin either that just his his ethic his approach on live i love his directness he's he's who he is all the time and he will make you laugh and smile no matter what you're doing. And I, I love that about him. I can't can't think enough that he's included in my life too, man. And the, the whole point of asking all this together is I don't want this to come across as like it's a selective thing. But you always hear everyone talk about their circles or find your circles, find your tribe. And it's not us five against the world. It's us five embracing the world. You know, I'm throwing out a you know, hypothetical number there, but us five against the world, it's us five embracing the world and showing others what it's like to have a true circle, you know, that may not necessarily also be in your home department. Like, I know we all have our own crews that we report to, and I love mine to death, and I can call them at 3 a.m. and they're going to be there and vice versa, you know, but there's there's just something different when when God brings you to a group that's there to disciple you with your walk. And it's like the firemanship is almost like a complimentary touch to that. It's not the main focal point. Like you guys said earlier, yes, that's how we met. That's not the true 
intentions about this. Like we're not just constantly going over fire nerd stuff. This is like life stuff. We're we're doing life together. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a first in a group. Um, I don't know about y'all if, if y'all have had seasons in your life to where you did some kind of discipleship program, whether it be through a church or what have you. And then that person you discipled or someone that discipled you, you kind of just parted ways and it was on to the next one. Have any of y'all ever experienced anything like that? Or is this all kind of new for you too? This, you ever want to I, I, I would answer that for me. Um, you know, in my twenties going on 23 years now, this is the first time I've ever experienced anything like this. I've never, never really got a part of a Bible group. And I know we've talked about, I guess just with our profession it made it a lot easier when it was founded with a bunch of, of men with the same profession who can relate to life, not only in the fire service, but, you know, we deal with what we deal with on the job. And then we have our, our home life as well. And then our walk with God. And it just, it's the first time I've ever encountered, uh, encountered, you know, relationships that got it and that got it this deep. But like you said, the, 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 the focal point, yeah, like you said, we started through a fire background, but the focal point of this whole group and what we've done over almost the last year, this is better men, better husbands, better friends, fathers, you know, like, and more importantly, just our walks with God, how much we, I can see, and we've all seen and been a witness to just the amazing changes in our lives, um, as a whole, just because of this group. Amen. What's your take on it, Jason? Oh, no, I would have to just absolutely agree, um, with that. It's been, um, you know, I've I've had really co- really close brothers and and friends in the fire service, and um, have been through some some really low valleys and some really high mountains. But you That's know, the, in the times that we've shared together uh, as our tribe, uh, like there's there's nothing held back. Like we share things with each other, we pray for each other, we you know, we carry each other's burdens and it's, um, it takes brotherhood to a whole different level, you know, for me. Um, and it's been incredible. It's been a great journey. I mean, I know for me over the last, you know, seven, eight months, it's been just a spiritual roller coaster ride, you know, and in the times that I've been in my lowest, you guys have held me up, you know, and, uh, and, and I know that we're going to go through seasons like that. Um, and that's, what's so cool about it is because, one of us, you know, we're in our valley and the other one's on the mountain, you know, and it's, I just envision that stretched out hand, you know, I got you brother, you know, so. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Shane, you're big on the, the mentor. You use that word a lot too in our group and you know, we refer to each other as mentors. So I'd like to hear your take on this question. Uh, man, truthfully, if it wasn't for this group, I personally would not be where I'm at right now. And I, I can sit and try to explain it to everybody, but it's, I hope there's two things that I wish. Um, I wish that, and I pray, and I do, I pray, I pray wholeheartedly that people get to experience in the fire service the things that I've gotten to experience. But I also pray. 
passion that people get to experience what I've experienced the last year. And, and for everybody, like Jason just said, it, when some are going through seasons, others are on mountaintops, right? And me, I'm, I'm a very emotional, outspoken person. And when, it, when things are good for me, I'm very vocal about it. When things are not, I... And I can tell you that if it was not for this group, the intentionality of God's, God's intentional purpose for this group, for me, and just including me in this, whether it's Jason, where I've known for a long time, or others where I've only known for just a couple of years, that's God's purpose for me. And I understand that, and I truly believe that. There, I have no doubt in my mind about that. Whether Do I still struggle daily? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the struggle is not near as impactful as what it used to be because the level of accountability that I have now just within this group holds me to a standard that I've never been accounted for. And, and, it's, and, and it's, taken, it's taken months and growth to realize that. And the accountability that I have now is the same accountability that I've had my whole fire service career, but now God's in, God's in the lead for me. And therefore, I'm okay. I am absolutely okay in getting better and better every day with anything else not mattering other than the intentionality of what God's purpose is for me. And that is a very bold statement, especially coming from me. But at the same time with that, the intentionality I do understand and with that, I can tell you absolutely that there's no reason other than God for this intentionality of this group. And I keep saying the intentionality part of it, but like I, I, I this evening, it really hit me how, how purposeful this, this, the conversation is, whether we have it every Thursday night and it's, right. and it's intentful, but man, it's like, it's, there's certain things about life that you just don't want to miss and it, but what people, what I want people to realize and understand is how it affects my family and my daily life as well. Yes, there were certain the things that I, right. There were certain things that were so intentful for me for years that did not include my family, didn't include God. And if I, you could ever be a part-time or a halfway Christian, I was probably it. And I know that's not a, that's not possible, but I was that person. And today, everything is prioritized correctly the way it should be for me. And it's nothing but, it's, just, it's continual growth. And if without this group, I wouldn't have the growth that I have. I don't know if I'd be where I'm at. Man, I'm proud of you for the commitment and or echoing your word of intention, but being intentional with this stuff. That's, that does take a lot of commitment, a lot of courage. A lot of people don't understand with behind the scene acts of just making that a focal front of your daily life. Yeah. Tom, you said you're you're new, I guess, in, as far as our Bible study group part goes. But have you ever been yeah. mentored, or you know, even on a life scale, not just in the fire service? <laughs> and so, kind of being new to this, what's your expectations, or what are you hoping to get out of this? If this is new for you. No, I mean, I think everything that uh, everybody's mentioned up to this point is 100% what this group is, and I can say that with 100% honesty and truth. Uh, from what I've seen over this past month, uh, even in in this little bit, I can say that it's it's made me a better uh, better husband, a uh, better leader, a better father, uh, and a better Christian. Uh, with focusing on where I need to focus, uh, you know, I think Shane said it best. It 
it helps you to prioritize because you're surrounded by people that are focused on exactly that. And that's unfortunately abnormal in this world now. It's it's not usual for people to be able to speak like we do with one another. It's 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 quite special. And I can honestly say I don't feel like I've ever been part of anything like this before. And uh, and I mean that in the in the in the greatest way possible, because this is where I feel like a lot of people are missing out in life and the the brotherhood that that is afforded through the fire service. Because, again, that's that's our commonality. But that's all that that's just what brought us together. What you do with it from there is up to you. And, you know, Chris, you kind of keyed off on it. That people talk about their circles. You, you've got to be careful with your circles because your circles are who you become. And if sure. I become anything like the people in this group, I'm completely fine with that. That's where We're I want to scrubs, though, but I don't know what you're talking about. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> we are scrubby. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Man. I didn't mean to make joke of a sincere moment, but right. I 100% okay. agree. And yeah. especially with you and, and Nate, you guys both hold chief positions. So I can understand how the mentorship ideology on a crew setting or a group setting is very important. Mm -hmm. But have y'all ever discussed? life in these with your you know company officers and I, I don't want to say subordinates but i guess that's what it is when they go through a mentorship of a, a young probie or what have you is that something y'all touch on or think about touching on now nate you want to take it or you want what do you want it don't matter i mean I, yeah i've always you know other <sighs> Like Shane said, man, I I would like to think that I've always been a great Christian, but I know for the fact of the matter is I have not been. Um, but I've always had those values instilled in me, and I've always tried to model my leadership patterns based on a biblical standard that is a serving standard. Um, and through that, through my career, I've always used that as the the backbone of of what I did and what I brought to the service. And, and, and whether I was a lieutenant mentoring young firemen or whatever, wherever I was in the ranks, um, I've I've had those conversations. I, I, I would you know, I know that I've been around a lot. I've mentored a lot, um, but I, I owe I have to give credit to being, you know, a believer in Jesus, a believer in what he, you know, what his word speaks um, and trying to model my life after his. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question per se, but yeah, I try to carry, you know, those values in the firehouse with my people without getting religious, I guess, per se, you know, it's, sure. it's the things we, the way we carry ourselves doesn't have to yell Jesus's name all the time, but when people ask or, I've never been afraid to share. Well, these this is these are my beliefs. This is where they come from. And if that we have that conversation, then we go into that conversation. But everything I I try to do or model myself has always been right. based on that. Well, I know like I'm the a whole mentorship is like a big buzzword. And Tom, you can tee off right after this because it might actually help set you up. But mentorship is such a big buzzword in the service, you know. So are we taking that initiative, those that are playing that mentorship role, are we just sticking strictly to fireman skills or are we actually going to mentor them with life and, and different things to help out to build that trust? And, and Tom, that's kind of where 
you know, I was going to yeah. ask you to lead in on that. Yeah. So I, I think specifically my experience with, uh, I've only been a, in this battalion chief position for, you know, right under two years or I guess a year and a half or so. So in that time frame, I, I found myself, you know, trying to, trying to help out because I've got some lieutenants that are younger in their career. And in doing so, we, we kind of talk about, um, I started a book club more or less. So we read the nine L's and then we went into the uh, functional fire company with Chief Scott Thompson. And what I found is during those discussions, it leads into uh, life lessons too, right? Because it's not always about tactics. It's about how are you going to handle stuff within the station? How are, how are you improving as, as a person? And I feel like when you improve as a leader at, at, the, at the station level or, or within the department, that crosses over to, uh, to home life too. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you, you as a person, as a human being, is, have had experiences. I've had experiences and I try and relay those to them. And a lot of that leads into my background as, as a Christian, as what I, how I was brought up and all that kind of stuff. So you, I think it leads into that as a mentor in general, but it just comes about it again, almost like this group does. Like we met because we're in the fire service. This mentorship started because we work for the same department and I care for you enough that I'm going to spend the time to give you what I have to offer. That leads into yes, it, it it provides life lessons. Just like Nate said, as a as a fireman or as a as a lieutenant, man, there were guys walking through the door that didn't know how to wash clothes. Well, rather than make fun of them, let me show you how to wash clothes. This is how we do it, right? Right. It goes into hey, man, I'm having this problem at home. How can you know? Rather than oh, just just call it quits and wrap it up. No, let's work together to figure out where where's the root issue. How can we get through this together? You know, how can I help you? If somebody has a problem at home and they, you know, whatever that issue is, if it's if it's a tough decision that has to be made, if it's a monetary decision that has that has to be made, well, here let me let me lead you down this path because I've been there before and I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I've met, made, right? And I, I do think that mentorship is a is a buzzword, but it's also one that needs attention because sure. it's something that we're missing, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I and I agree with what he's saying. Like, I think today it is kind of become the new buzzword. Like, even for our department, we've a fine, we've established an official mentorship program, and and I've seen floating across social media lately. Hey, there's any departments out there started a mentorship? If so, you know, people asking questions. So you, it is the new buzzword. It is the new thing that's going around, but mentoring has been around before we were even thought about oh, yeah. and i and i think we've we've always mentored especially in our profession when you live with someone for 24 to 48 hours at a time every whatever a third of your life you're sometimes greater with these individuals it becomes more than the fire service it becomes relationships you learn about their families you learn about their life struggles, their highs, their lows. And, and that's just, it doesn't take you being an official mentor to be a mentor to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and that's where I've always had that. Like I said, like I said, you know, with my, my background and my beliefs, I just tried to carry myself the way that I knew that I should. And then whenever anyone approached me for advice or whatever, you know, I would speak on my values and, and, 
my thoughts on that. So I think mentoring mentoring's been around forever. Amen. Amen. He does. Look at Jesus, you know, when he started picking his disciples right out the gate, he said, Come follow me. And he was showing them, I'll teach you how to be fishers of men, not just fishermen. And I think that's just a beautiful depiction of it. And I think Jason, I think I, I think there's a there is there is a misconception of mentorship. If I can if I can interlude on this. Sure, sure. Mentorship, it's not just being that person that's out front that's doing really great stuff, right? That's doing really good stuff, whether if you're professing your testimony or you're professing just what it's like being a good fireman with through firemanship, right? Let me explain to you for what mentorship is for me right now. It's transparency and open honesty with every mistake that I make. With intentionality that you do not make the same mistake that I do. If I can share a mistake that I've made with somebody and I can recognize it, right? Like there's a lot of people that I talk to and they're like, well, you know, if a lot of times you can see when people's making mistakes that you've made, that's right. You can. So, you know what, if you truly care about somebody, which you should, right, that's intentionality. That's the intentional part of it. And it's okay to care about each other. I've always been really good at saying that. But what I haven't been really good about is making sure that the mentorship that you share with somebody is being open and honest and transparent about all of the mistakes you made that absolutely got you to the point where you're at today. That is the credibility. Yes, the credibility, right? The credibility is the fact that where if you're not honest with the people where when you make mistakes, it's like it's only a mistake. Right. It's only a mistake if you don't take and learn from it, right? You keep making the same mistake over and over. It's a bad decision. But you, it's, as a mentor, you don't have to have rank. As a mentor, all you have to do is share, look, man, this is what I've done. No matter how bad it is, all you got to do is be honest and say, look, this is what I've done. This is where it got me, and I don't want you to go through the same mistake. Mm. That's right. Jason, you have an older son, and there's a lot of parallels between – father and the son and with discipleship and mentorship. So what's that dynamic like? Do you see that fatherhood aspect of you kind of translate over into the fire service with uh, whether it be new rookies or other firemen that just need a little bit of push and guidance? I'm just going to go ahead and make this statement. If you have children (laughs) that are small, start mentoring them and spend time with them now, because once they reach that age, they don't want to hear nothing you got to say. All right. <laughs> so I keep listening, and I think that he kind of uh, gives me that, that affirmation just to get me to, to stop talking. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, it's tough. And I think with it's, it's a lot different with younger guys in the fire service because a lot of times, especially when they come in, they're young, they're fresh, they're rookies, they're hungry. You know, they're hungry for everything that you can throw at them. Um, and you may have to throw it at them a couple of times because they, they might not be picking it up. Um, I think with my older one, it, it's so much different because, like, you know, I throw stuff at him and I hope he's picking it up. And sometimes I feel like he's not, but he's a good kid. I don't want to paint a picture right. that he's not. But And I was the same way at his age, right? Um, right. I, my dad gave me such just – nugget after nugget after nugget and at the time I probably wasn't hearing it but what the cool thing about it is at the times in my life 
when those nuggets made a difference, I could hear them echoing and resonating in my mind that helped me to make a decision or not make a decision a certain way, you know, and I, that's kind of what I hope um, with my, with my oldest son as well. And, and you hope that with your rookies, with your new guys, that what you're, what you're putting out there, they may be struggling with it or whatever here at the station, but when it's going to matter, you hope that it, you know, it kind of comes to fruition in that moment. You know, as uh, Tom, Tom hit on something a minute ago, so probably off track. You guys know me. I'm, uh, I'm pretty hard to stay it, on track. Good old conversation, though. <laughs> um, but Tom was talking about, you know, just uh, the being a good um, – the fireman or being a good leader in the firehouse and being a good husband at home and being a good follower of Christ. And, you know, all of these things go hand in hand together. And what I have found um, is that if any one thing is out of whack is, is it throws everything else out of balance. And, but what I have found, especially here lately is that the closer that I'm walking with God, like it, it positively affects every other area of my life, whether it's leading here at the firehouse, you know, um, exhibiting patience when I need to exhibit or, um, or just looking at situations with love, um, and with humility instead of, you know, um, on the defense or, or things like that. And so I just have to say, just to kind of piggyback on what Tom was saying, all those things affect the other, either negatively or positively. It just depends mm -hmm. on where you're at, you know? No, I completely agree. And that's why I wanted to pitch that to you. Um, so I know I've got a son as well, who's 12 and my time with him just kind of seems limited. I had more of it just the way the 4896s go. And, you know, when he does come home, especially during the school time from 5 to 8 p.m., we're getting dinner prepped, we're finishing up house chores, we're eating dinner, and then it's like a little bit of time. And then, you know, he goes to bed so he can wake up for school again. And so that's why I really cherish my weekends that I'm off with them to make it really intentional. Let them know that, hey, dad's not just a guest or a stranger in this house. He really does love you and care for you. And that's. It's part of being a selfless servant. And, um, that's a question we're going to get to here in a little bit. But to your point, I 100% agree. But having that having that dad title and that dad hat to wear, I don't forget about that when I'm on shifts. And, you know, you said there's some young guys that just don't know any different or any better. And we don't make fun of them. Tom, you referenced that. It wasn't mm -hmm. three tours ago. We were – doing some cutting some OSB and some, you know, pegboards to install in our new rig. And the young man that swung over to our crew, he's 19 years old and he never read a tape measure before, just never had the need to. And we just, I just, you know, our Lieutenant asked the question, have you ever used a tape measure before? And it wasn't, you know, in a poking manner, it was just a sincere question. And he said, no, I haven't. So we broke it down to him. We showed him what the half inch mark was, the quarter inch, the sixteenths, and and how to properly use it. And it was just he he could see that that could have been an embarrassing moment, but the way that we responded in that moment as well as, hey man, this is a, a life lesson we're we're teaching you. He's actually more receptive, and it, it didn't build that guard up like, man, I'm just going to get set up for failure and mockery. Like mm -hmm. I know there's we're so big on wanting to clown and bust chops. And I do love that when it's the right time, but man, when you got that youngster that just doesn't know any different, you know, that, that's just not the time for that. And I'm, I'm glad I'm around a group of dudes that gets that 
and we can help spread that awareness, you know, in our local areas. Mm. But Jason, I did want to ask you too, because uh, we've talked about this on a couple of occasions. I do want to hear all y'all's input. We lost Shane. Uh, I tried to send him a link again. I don't know what happened there with his connection. But what being a child of God looks like on calls and at the firehouse. And Jason, I know you've been doing a lot more intentional time with this. So I wanted to lead off with you on that topic. So if I could sum it up the best, and I, I don't know what, sometime early last year when you first started that group, um, I think it was John Sparrow that just commented something on there. And he said something to the, to the effect that um, the way you walk or the way that you live your life may be the only Bible that some people ever read. And that just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but is that not a powerful statement? That spoke to me uh, and still speaks to me every time I think about it. And and it's not necessarily that you're walking around preaching, but it's, you know, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's it's to serve with humility and, you know, putting others first and, uh, you know, being that active listener and that active helper and all of those things. And, I, you know, just to be intentional about the way that you treat other people. And it's, it's hard, right, because we get our feelings stepped on or something happens that we don't like or the other crews do something. And, you know, it just snowballs. And then you start – or it's just a bunch of small attacks and it, it just starts chipping away and chipping away at you. Um, but if you're intentional about the way that you talk to people, about the way you treat people, about the way you carry yourself, about the way you respond to stressful situations um, – you know, that's the hands and feet of Jesus right there, you know. Um, and it's really cool. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I have, like, especially, you know, this year, I'm not one of those New Year, New Me kind of guys. I didn't make a New Year's right. resolution. Um, I think that Nate asked us, it may have been, like, the second day of, of, of the, you know, two days into the New Year or whatever, but he asked us all for our word, what our word, what word is kind of going to define us or be our focus for the year. And I really hadn't thought about it until he asked that. And I was just, just kind of just meditating on that question. And I was like, you know, what, what do I really need to do? And, uh, you know, for me, it was surrender. And that's just to truly surrender my life to who God wants me to be and to walk in his light. And it's not as easy as just surrendering. Like it's intentional, um, intentional actions intentionally, you know, it's, uh, it's so hard to explain, but to, it's to fully surrender and just, you know, except I don't have this, like, God, I don't have this. Like I need your strength. I need your wisdom, you know, in this moment. And, uh, and, and it's not even a daily surrender. It's a surrender moment by moment, you know, crucifying my flesh with his to walk like him. And um, I've found that I have a lot more joy. Um, the, the problems that we have here at the firehouse are still here. Um, but I have peace and I have joy because in, in the end, in the grand scheme of things, it's all irrelevant anyways. Right. Absolutely. It's the utmost prioritizing of your daily life when you realize the one who blesses you with life deserves everything. Yeah. And I can, that's something I, I struggle with. Not that I'm bad at it, but 
there's obviously a lot more room for improvement, but the full surrendering, you know, we, we get caught up easily waking up and just going right to our, our daily life, whatever it is. And I know we've talked about that. I know Kevin's not on, but I, I want to give him some accolades because he, since starting this and starting his uh, one year Bible reading plan, you know, Shane spoke on it last week when they were together that he was up at five 30 and the first thing he was doing was prioritizing his day in the word of God. And that it just, it's such a huge encouragement to see an individual like that, who we've seen grow over the times, just make that the focal point. And I just wanted to give him that, that accolade, but I absolutely agree with what you're saying, Jason. Shane, how you doing over there, man? You kind of getting on and off the connection. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah, I just pitched out the question, uh, what being a child of God looks like on calls and at the fire service. Whew, boy, that's big. Uh, I'll be right out honest with you. I'm a, I, 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 uh, <laughs> um, I was probably – I probably didn't play that role correctly. Um, I didn't, I wasn't that child of God at time when I needed to be. Um, I didn't, I didn't rely on God. I'm just being honest. And I, and, and, and some folks might not like, like the, uh, answer that I have, but I'm just going to tell you, um, there's a lot of times where I, like I said earlier that I was that part-time Christian, right? And what was crazy about being a part-time Christian, and I don't, I don't think that that's possible again. I'm just, it's, it's kind of a metaphor maybe, but I'll be honest with you. Every time I prayed to God, he always answered my prayers. But let me explain something to you. When you start devoutfully following Christ, you you really start devoutfully having that faithful relationship. And understand, it's not about faith. It's about that grace. And a lot of times that grace sometimes don't come with that answered prayer all the time. It all depends on that season where you're at. And for me, it's kind of like what we kind of like today with uh, James when we was in our devotional with James at Rossi started. It's, it's not about just answering that prayer, right? It's sometimes about being delivered. Delivered through what you're going through. And for me, that was a lot of times. And, I, and where, we left, where I left off a minute ago, I heard Jason talking about when you guys were talking about his oldest son. There's sometimes that you just sit there and I was, there was a couple of weeks ago, me and Jason were on the telephone and I was making peanut butter and peanut butter and bananas. And we were having conversations about his oldest son. And what's crazy about it is, is I'm just going to tell you, I love Jason Painter, like laying on the railroad tracks and letting the train come. Right. But it's so cool to hear the impatience that Jason has sometimes because of his mm -hmm. expectation of his son doing so well. And knowing that there's so much alike. And then at the same time, knowing, and you sit there and you ask God for that deliverance part. And you sit there and you know that what, what his oldest son's going to accomplish because of what his dad is. And, and the example that his dad's setting right now, that is being that child of God for me. Amen. Tom, what's your crack at it? Man, I don't know. Uh, I think that. I think that when when you have a, a belief in, in God and you go out on runs, I think it makes you more predisposed to do the right thing for those people, regardless of what it is. Right. Sure. I, I think that others can can make that attempt and, and it can come through and it, it can happen. But I 
I feel like it, it was just easier. Like it, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. And I'd love to read you guys this. So it was yeah. in the, the daily uh, reading this morning, uh, the, the yearly Bible plan that, that we're doing. Right. So mm-hmm. it's from Matthew 20 and it's uh, verse 28 and says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And to me, when, when I read that, I read it and I thought, holy holy cow like that just like hit for the fire service for me right and and i don't i didn't take it as like yeah i'm going to like i'm going to jump through that window that's full of black smoke as you you know you could take that but where where that kind of connected for me is that 60 percent of the runs that we make it's that that grandma that fell on the floor and we had to help her up in bed and it's 3 30 in the morning and you don't walk in there angry. You walk in there with the intent that, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you up, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat you as you're, you're my grandmother, and and I'm gonna take care of you. That's what I'm here to do. So yeah. I, I feel like that's the best that I can put it as what, what does it look like to, to walk with God while, while you're on runs? I feel like it just makes you more predisposed to do the right thing and and to take the care that's deserved by those people that were here to serve, because that's what the example we were given through the word of God. That's, that's what we were shown. So now it's our part to show that to others. Man, man, that's why we call him Thomas. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He opened up in prayer the other week and we we're like, hello, that's a praying man right there. I love that. <laughs> that's my man. Good stuff. Nate, you just recently kind of came out of some, some hills and valleys and storms and seasons yourself, man. How was being a child of God, during that time, you know, at the firehouse and in life and and so on. I, I think you have some great insight that someone else could probably benefit from if you don't mind sharing that time with you. Yeah, no, it's, um, to say the least, the very least, the last two years have been a wild ride, you know, as right. a year and a half, really. And, you know, first and foremost, I, I'm – Everything that I've experienced in my career, um, I owe everything to God. You know, where I'm at today, the accomplishments that I've made, it wasn't me, it was him. And I'm very grateful and to have had a blessed career. Yes, there have been some crazy things that have happened, but over the last year and a half and i and i know we shared about this before for me it's the first time that i really and I, it's almost like you're forced to but it's the first time i really understood faith beyond just the word and and in going further and and utilizing that active faith mm-hmm. and without going into details but like you like you said that last circumstances you guys are all aware of as bad as everything was crumbling around me um just with everything oddly enough i would lay my head down at night and i had this extreme peace Mm. and it's the first time you know i know jason used that word surrender but it truly is the first time in my life that just through 48 years of of trials and tribulations and experiences that I've gone through have built me to that level where it's the first time that I put my head down on the pillow and I looked up at him and said, 
I know you got this. Like, and I've never been able to experience that before. Um, so it's been amazing. It's, it's, it's truly something that I'm very grateful for over this last year to have experienced. Um, yeah, I know I've shared a lot with you guys, but it's, man, it's, it's, it's been an amazing ride. I'm very blessed. And just to piggyback on what everybody else said, I think who we are as Christians makes it a little bit easier to go throughout our profession because we already have, you're already instilled with that serving mentality. And I, and I try to bring that to the forefront, just like Tom said, that three 30 in the morning call where, you know, it could be back pain and there's 16 cars in the driveway and you're wondering why are they calling an ambulance to transport when, you know what I'm saying? And it's just right. to have that, just to have that serving mentality. I, I even find myself on calls for patients praying. I, if I pull out of my truck and I'm praying for my crew and I'm praying for, um, that the patient. So yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for what he, he's done for me in my career and, and where it's led me and when the mentality that I bring to the fire service because of it. Mm. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I'm notorious for, especially on our major calls that we catch and one little off note topic, our, our region, we do catch a lot of trauma. We do catch a lot of major calls and we're recognizing this and we're getting peer support personnel in place and the magnitude of, of everything that encompasses just being exposed to trauma on a constant basis. And I know there's other departments out there like that, but knowing that God is with me and, you know, he's with our crew. I am with the crew of believers. We do pray before every meal and it's not just like a, a recital, like we'll all take turns and we're all, you know, intentional with our, our prayers to him throughout the day. But even in route to those major calls, you know, I pray that he, He's with me, and I pray that He uses us, you know, on the right to all the right executions, the right everything for His will and His outcome. And I know that there's a lot of times, you know, this has got brought up in some of my Sunday school conversations too. With, um, you know, surely in your line of work, Chris, that you you can just see God's existence. And I said you can if you're a believer. If you're not, you're going to question and get very angry because you'll see a lot of innocent lives that are taken in some horrific manners and you wonder why, and you can almost get mad and resentful if you don't have the Holy spirit within you to understand that there's a grand plan. Like there, we have no idea why God calls his children home, you know, at the times or in the manner that he does. We don't understand that. That could be a punishment from a long line of family sins. That could be a, a pre getting out of this life because you're on a path that was going to end up worse. So it's just time for you to come home now. That's biblical. I can't really reference that off the top of my head where to find that, but I know we've covered that in the past and search over that topic, but it's easy to question at the same time if you don't. So when you're known in your crew as being that Christian man and you're known for being that child of God, Sometimes I feel like your crew may look at you for your response in this, mm -hmm. you know, and going back to what you said, Jason, about what John Sparrow put out there. Sometimes we're the only testimony of Jesus. Some people will ever see. And that just he helps keep me squared away with how I conduct myself. You know, mm -hmm. Are y'all kind of in agreement with that or do y'all have a different approach? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. 
Which to follow it up, I mean, why we talked about earlier, why it's so important to have what we have, finding a, a, a tight circle of friends that you can truly be intimate with, that you can truly be transparent, you can share all, no judgment, there's tons of encouragement, we hold each other accountable. All of these little things have, I mean, I think we all can attest. I mean, even my wife has made comments over the last eight months and in, in the differences and the changes within the home front that nobody sees, but my wife is experiencing because of what, you know, where God has led this group and the accountability behind it and just everything that it, that has evolved around it. It only makes everything better through the home, through the work, through everything. And, and that's, a testimony to having a, this tight group of friends, the tight group that you can rely on a tight group. Like, like I love Jason, man, when he it's, I love it when he sits down and he's like, Hey guys, I got 20 minutes to pray. Yes. Can mm-hmm. I pray? Can I pray specifically for something for you? I mean, like that yeah. is an amazing, I love it. And it's just everything that it evolves around this group is so encouraging but yet, you know, from the first thing that someone wakes up five o'clock in the morning, they do their read and they shoot their first little text or in our in our WhatsApp, some little encouraging. It's like, yeah, okay, y'all became my, my new alarm clock. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. lie. <laughs> I don't even have to set one anymore. <laughs> Four thirty, baby. Time to get up. That's it. But it's but it's it's just it's it's a a testament to why. And we learned in that first Bible study that we did through Fight Club how important it is, especially for men um to have this in their life and and yeah. and, and we truly are i know we talked about the fruits of the spirit um a few weeks back but it's everybody here can look back and when we talked about all the fruits and you can see how those fruits are truly growing in your lives yeah. we can all see it and we're not even face to face with each other but just through conversation and and the way we interact with each other, these fruits are, are clearly there and they've clearly grown in the last year. And it's just, it's been an amazing ride. It's, I'm so blessed. I know we talk about it all the time, but we're so blessed and thankful for what we have as a group. And it's, it's really shown in our lives. It is. And it's actually having an impact outside too. And I do believe that with, like we mentioned the home front at our cruise, it's, it's that weekly check-in and it's, it's needed. So those listening that find your circle, but again, let it be a good, wholesome men with good moral basis. Otherwise you could be sitting there and it could turn into a gripe session over beers and then you get drunk. And the next thing you know, you're doing zero productivity, but you think you have a circle. So be very mindful of how you go about this. But I wanted to really bring this episode to light with your guys' consent as well to see what a, what a true biblical wholesome circle looks like for different men of different stages and ages and ranks in the fire service and what all that really does for everybody involved. I just think it's paramount and I want to show people that it does exist and it can happen. And I'm just thankful it's with you guys on that. Um, one question I wanted to kind of wrap up with I mean, I can sit here and talk to you guys for hours. I know that's no joke, but trying to just be respectful of everybody's time frame. We've all hit on this on different times tonight, but it's the uh, 
the selfless servant. You know, that's another thing that's starting to really show a lot of its face around in a good manner. Uh, there's also a platform out there called the humble servant. And I love what he posts and I love that he's Christian based and he's been forged through some hard programs to really testify to the firemanship skill of things. But what is a true selfless servant lifestyle? Tom, you want to hit that off? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, when it comes to uh, home, I think it, it has, uh, some of the same meaning, uh, but it's more of an in-depth process, right? Like at, at the home life, I feel like that selfless servant means that uh, I'm there and I'm not going to ever put myself above somebody else, right? So like my wife, if she needs something, and, I, and again, I don't want anybody to get the misconception that we're all trying to say that we're perfect because we are fallible human beings. <laughs> uh, I fail every day, but I am so lucky that I have these guys that I can reach out to. And when they speak to accountability, they are 100% right, but they do it with grace and humility to where they draw you back in. Um, but at home, I think it means something different. When it comes to work, uh, that selfless servant uh, to me means that I'm going to do my expectation for myself is never going to be more than what I expect of you. Um, I'm always going to try and do more work because, and it doesn't matter. I don't, and again, I know that we take rank out, but what I've found in going up in the rank, it means I'm putting more on my plate. Uh, and I feel like that's the way it should be done because that's how you are a selfless servant. When it comes to the selflessness side, I think it, it, it's shown more so when you do those things and nobody ever knows about it. Uh, it's those things that you do behind the closed doors. It's those things that the folks don't even know that are occurring that you're putting in that extra work so that for them, it makes the difference. It might not mean anything to me whatsoever, but for somebody else it will. And I'd love to share a story. It's, it'll be quick. Sure. So there's uh, somebody that was uh, leaving our department to go to another department. And I'm not going to explain the whole story, but effectively, I, I kind of went to bat and, uh, you know, he, he was going to turn in uh, uh, his notice. And uh, I kind of went to bat for him. And uh, at the end of the day, what, what he ended up doing is on his last 48, he walked out at the, the last, uh, he only worked like eight hours of the 48 hour tour. Well, that doesn't matter to me because he'll never know that. But what, what the point of that story is, is had we done something different and just waved him off and not shook his hand and not helped him load his vehicle when he's leaving for the last time, what message does that send to the rest of the department? What message does that send to anybody else that might want to make that step? I feel yeah, like I the selfless servant part is where you are more focused on the group rather than yourself. It's others before self at all times. Yes. And it, it's very difficult. And again, I, I don't want anybody to have the misconception that I'm saying I'm perfect because I'm not. I fail. I will fail. I'm going to continue to fail. But luckily, I'm covered by grace. And I go back in prayer so that I make sure that I don't make that same mistake. And then I'm also surrounded by people like you that push, my, push me forward to make sure that I'm doing the correct thing. So that's the best way that I can, I can figure out selfless servant. Well, that's beautiful. It, it all goes back to that accountability we were talking about earlier. Mm. Absolutely on that. Shane. It's okay to care about each other. You, I've, okay. 
I tell you, I'm just going to be honest with you. I've always, I don't know whether it's been insecurity or not, but I've always thrived on helping other people. That's always been my motivation to become better. And um, I, I was sitting here, and I don't know why I was thinking about it earlier today, and not to pick on Jason, but like his, our families are close, and his middle son, I get the opportunity of roughing him up every time I see him, right? And like really giving it to him. But the kid gets bigger and bigger every time I see him. And, but when he takes and when we're just standing there cutting up and carrying on and he says, how do I be like you and my dad? That's no joke, right? That's, and you sit there and it's the most humbling feeling in the world. And you sit there and you're, you're tasked that moment in just a, in a very short period of time of the, one of the guys, one of your best friends in the world. And you're looking up to him and now his son says to you, how do I be like you and my dad? And then you sit there and you, in in a split moment, you have to tell him, guess what you have to tell him? You have to tell him that it's okay to take care about others and it's okay to make mistakes. But when you make those mistakes, you have to be honest. And the thing about it is, is when that happens, you have to take and be sincere when you do that. Like you have to, like the fire service really, fr- and I ain't gonna say they frown, but I'm gonna say the fire service really struggles with the, with the word love sometimes. And, and what exactly what Tom was talking about, it doesn't matter if the dude works eight hours out of the 48 or the 24, it does not matter. All that matters is you take and you take and care enough to send that guy off because it, it doesn't matter the reason he leaves. The reason he leaves is the reason he leaves. But what you get to do is you get to take and make that lasting impression on him. Right. And the last thing I want to do is take and make a comment to one person and it takes and influences them for the rest of their life, right? And if it's negative, that was, the, that was the opportunity that you had. But you have to truly care enough about other people, and you have to enjoy that. For me, I've always enjoyed helping other people. Sometimes it's bit me, sometimes it's not. But you know what the thing about it is? I wouldn't take any of it back. It would be a missed opportunity and a lesson learned. Right. Like when a 15-year-old, when a 15-year-old kid says how do i be like you and my dad think about that that hits, that hits. right that hit yeah. and like and, and i'm sitting here like i'm 45 years old there's 30 years different and i'm sitting here and i want to be just like his dad all the time and i want to sit here and and it's a compliment for a 15 year old kid to say that to me but the same guy that's in the fire service all you have to do look man this is the honest to god truth if you get the opportunity take and make an impact on somebody's life in the fire service they're never going to work as hard for you as you want them to unless they know you care about them and what opportunity you get when they gain that trust right when you gain their trust to take and now get to tell them why you are the way you are Hmm. man Nate, do you dare follow that up? <laughs> I was hoping you were going to call on Jason. I wish I could, man. I lost connection with him. I hope he gets back on. <laughs> I, man, I, I don't even know how to follow that up because they both hit it. <laughs> I mean, and they both hit it very well. It's, I don't even want to say, I was just like echoing their words. It's, yeah. It truly is. It's just, you putting others before you. And that, and that is, 
just falls back on Christ's two biggest commandments. They they revolve around around mm-hmm. love, and the second one was love thy neighbor like yourself. And it's if love you, and faithfulness. Man. Yeah, and if you approach anyone and everyone that you encounter with that mentality, that's what selfless servant is. Mm. Yep. It's just all right. Jason texted me says, "Send me that link." <laughs> There it is. There it is. Now you come on, Jason. We're hoping get this, dude. Get this. I was there the entire time. I don't know if my mic wasn't connected or what, but I I, I was there up until the point that you like picked Nate because I was sitting here going, "Please don't call me," because I was choked up because I didn't know that my kid asked Shane that. So yeah, you hung up on purpose. I'm glad you heard that, though. I'm glad you heard that. <clears throat> so, but now you get to help Nate out of a bind. He didn't know how to follow that statement up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great, great explanation. I mean, it's... you know what's cool when the when the kid when 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 Eli goes, bruh, bruh, how do I, <laughs> bruh, how do I, how do I, how do I be like you and my dad? And when he, and when you're included with his dad, it's like the most gratifying thing ever. Like you brought tears to my eyes. And then the next minute we're wrestling on the couch or in the yard going, I'm going to whoop your tail. Yeah. You know, but that's, I mean, that's, that's the impact that we're having. And whether it's, whether it's a 15 year old kid or for 18 year old or 21 year old kid in the firehouse, right. that's possible. That is absolutely possible to do that. All you got to do is care about them, man. All you get, all you got to do is care about them. Yeah. Hey, and let me explain something to you too. I'm going to be, um, this is the really, this is the reality with it. You're going to get your heart broke. You're going to get your heart broke at times because guess what? That kid's not always going to take and see it the way you do. And he's going to, he's growing. They're growing, right? Whether it's a young lady or if it's a young man. Nate, the night in October when every, when, when, when the times were going down and it wasn't good, I'd never, when I was sending on my mom's side of my mom's truck when we were praying together. And you told me you had peace and we were praying. I had a gratifying sense of God laying on me when we prayed that night. Mm. That you, you can't fake that, man. You can't make that stuff up for anybody listening to this. I promise you find that group, find that individual. It's okay. It's okay. Because guess what? You're human and you're not perfect, but all you have to do is be faithful you, you know, and, and Tom nailed it. Like we're not perfect, like by any stretch. Uh, when I, when, the first time I think collectively we've all been together as a group last summer, we were all boozing it up at the cabin at the Airbnb, you know? Um, but even, you know, daily, like, but what's cool about it is that as we've came together, like I, and they, you already said it, like, it's it's been cool to watch each one of us grow, um, grow in our faith, and just start as that becomes more important. Just starting to to lay other things aside, and um, and it's just been an awesome walk. But if anybody out there is you, you know you're thinking to yourself, how how do we do this? How do we form a group? You don't have, we're not holier than thou, uh, but we no. we do all love God, and we're all pursuing you know a deeper walk with Him and to be like Christ. Yep. And he's going to take over. He's going to do the transformations. That's where the glory, that's where he gets praised and glorified through it all. You know, 
it really convicted me hard to to lay down the alcohol like you just mentioned with the boozing it up last year and stuff like that man and now i've been able to help share that story not as a me thing but look dude i was last year i couldn't help but not have a drink in my hand at any point in time and the more i followed god the more he told me to lay it down and i did and now i see why he's i've had other individuals thank me for making a stance on that and kind of shedding light on that but that that's god we're all tools we're all just tools of god and you put that yes on the table he's gonna pick it up but keep that yes on the table and a lot of people love the in the special in the fire service the isaiah 6 8 here am i send me but that's more than just let me be the one to go in the the window to ves for a grab let me be the one in the nozzle no this is this is life. It goes much, much deeper than just that one skill set. And that's what I really want to home in on is that here am I, God, send me to do your will as a dad, as a husband, as a brother at 3 a.m. Okay, you got me as a firefighter. Send me as a firefighter for your will, not what I want done. And that's where I just think sometimes that verse gets misconstrued. And I just wanted to kind of clarify that. Do y'all think any differently? No, you're you're right. You're one hundred percent right. Well, I think we've had and we've had this conversation before. You know, the fire service brought us together, but one day this road is going to end. Mm-hmm. And we talk about our families, and we talk about you know. I know we've talked about this a lot, but if we're not leading in our homes, we're not leading anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And just like Shane and I, when we were those times we talk about praying and then having those conversations and he's the one that said it to me, you know, it's like one day the fire service is going to end, but your family's going to be there forever. Right. And that's such a simple statement, but such a, if you look as a whole in the fire service, myself, number one had that backwards for years. I had the priorities set the other way where I it was the fire service was like everything I gave went into the fire service and then when i came home that same dedication that same pride that same passion that i poured into it was i wasn't pouring that into my family i even made that statement once imagine if we as firefighters gave that same dedication to our profession that same dedication into our families imagine how much better our lives would be yeah and we're We're quick to go to a fire conference you know, we're quick to go to a fire conference. When was the last time we went to a local marriage conference? You know, when the church right. offers one up. Hey, here's something on a date night for you and your wife to attend. We got a we got a fellow speaker that talks about how to strengthen your marriage through Christ. When was the last mm-hmm. time one of us took something like that? Yeah. And it, and it, and sadly, it's taken me years in my marriage to to recognize that. And I'm and I'm thankful that you know it's 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 finally, you know, made sense, more sense to me. And that's where through this group and everything we've talked about, that's where I've honed in. A lot of my priorities have have changed and it's, and I'm seeing the benefits of that in the home life. Like it's, it's amazing. You know, my wife and I's relationship, just when you think it can't get any better, it's getting, it's, it's even better. And it's not just a little bit better. It's a thousand times better than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, and it's because it's because of him and it's because of the priority and, and she notices and simple little things like we talked about, like that little exercise we did and just, Hey babe, 
these are the things I'm working on, but I want to get your take on what is, what are some things in 2024 you want to see me address? And I humbly approach that to her and, and show her that I care and show her that, you know, my priority lies here first within us. Yes. Hey, I'm going to tell you something else too. And I didn't realize this till, till later in where we're at now, but if you ever start getting, if you ever start getting influenced by somebody and you don't know what to do or what to think, but you're, you're, it's laying on you mentally in, in, in your heart. There's two people that long before I got to where I'm at now, thankful for this group, this group is where I'm at now. Right. But there was two people that influenced that. And I, and I'm going to say arrogantly that I probably ignored them, but Andrew Starnes and chief Andy Starnes and, Lieutenant, yeah, Lieutenant Robbie Townsend, they started influencing me in, 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 in creating that intuition in my mind to where I'm at now. And right. I, w- I wish, I absolutely wish that I would have taken and not, pro- not, and not prevented the thought process of that, if that makes any sense. I don't know how to explain it, but Robbie right. Townsend and Andy Starnes, they were sitting there heavily in my ear for a long time. And guess what I did? I ignored the conviction. And 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 now when I have the conversations with both of them, I, I tell Robbie all the time. I, I absolutely tell both of them, thank you so much. Because if I would, if I, I'll, I'll, it, they were sitting there. They were they were sitting there being that testimony, right? They both were being that testimony. And. And I'm and I'm thankful for that because I had that friendship. But guess what? Whether I ignored it or not, they were still my friends. They cared about me because they loved me. Right. And that's don't, now don't that's a ignore that. For us. So yeah, that's absolutely a pattern for us. So I'm I'm glad that uh, Nate brought it up about about families, right? And about prioritize prioritizing your families. And if I could say anything. Uh, if it gets through to one person, like the fire service, it's the best thing in the world. You know, it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do is to be a fireman. Um, and I'm married to a, my wife is a treasure and she is just as proud to be a fireman's wife as I am to be a fireman. And that for years made it easy for me to, to go right and i mean when i say go for 14 years the first 14 years of our marriage i worked 48s i worked two fire departments full time and looking back i I don't know why right you you come to a point when you're doing that where you you become dependent on the money just because it's coming in but i didn't start off doing it because i needed the money i started off doing it because my first love was the fire service and when you're passionate about something it's easy for it to be that way and shane said it best shane the fire service was my mistress right and it took everything um i I gave it everything I, i didn't give my home life my wife my marriage my um fatherhood the attention that I gave to the fire service and to hear me talk, you know, between that time teaching at the fire Academy and everything else that was going on for 14 years, um, to hear me talk, you know, I was making sacrifices and, um, I didn't make any sacrifices. I was, I was living my best life, right? I was going to fires and, and just whatever, hanging out with the homies. It was just, 
uh, and then every third day I would go home tired and, um, and grumpy and, um, you know, it was real selfish, real selfish of me. But now even the more that I look back and think about it, um, it was unfair because my wife raised our kids and she did it by herself and she's a strong woman and she's never given me any grief about it at all. But, uh, Man, that, that's one of the do-overs that if I if I could, I would have only worked one job, and um, and I still would have gave it everything I had on the day that I was there, you know, in the in the time at the academy and with other. And I love working and teaching other firemen and just hanging out with other firemen, but my family um, would have would have been my priority over the fire service. And if if anybody out there, you're young, you're married, you're thinking about getting married, you're working two jobs, it's uh. It's not fair. It's uh, it's selfish as crap, and um, and it's an easy trap to fall into, especially when you're passionate about it. So. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like we talked about last week, you know, being the selectiveness and the extracurricular stuff we do, because we we understand that the time that we have standard on duty is not necessarily ever ever going to be enough to truly play any kind of important preparation role for these calls and stuff like that because it's so minute but if my family can't be there i almost don't want to go yeah if they can't be included one way or another at least my wife you know if if she's not able to attend or anything to that extent it's gonna be extremely difficult not to go unless it's like a mandated thing if you're in like a task force like i am or something like that but just going back to that and you know shane you brought up chief starns and Jason, after hearing what you just shared, I can't help but remind everyone about Chief Starnes' lecture, your, your own house fire, or the ultimate house fire, however you worded it, I forgot right now. But it, when he said that at Dagum last year, and that being the first lecture out the gate, man, like my wife was shook, and she still reverts back to that to this day, and just how important that is, and to really kind of hard reset your priorities, you know, as as much as all that other extracurricular stuff is just as important for us to be able to come home to, if we ignore home to where now we don't have a home to come home to, what good is it all for? Yeah, absolutely right on that. Look, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's hard to be, it's hard to take at times. I don't know. There's, there's different, and people can say all they want. I'm just going to tell you, there's differences in the fire service. There's differences in guys like us. There's differences in guys what we used to be. The key word is used to be for me. But I miss it. I miss everything that I used to be. But I'm going to tell you what I don't miss. I don't miss the anxiety that I used to bring home to my wife and wonder why she wasn't so proud of everything that I'd done. It's not worth it. I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you, you can be the best fireman in the world, but you can do it every third day. You can do it at 4896. You can do it 2448. But look, I'll be honest with you. It's, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you the fire. Because at the end of the day, and Nate said it a little while ago. At the end of the day, guess what? When you leave, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be a legacy for a little while. But there's going to be this another hot shot that comes along that, that takes and but and you're not going to matter anymore the only thing that matters is how well you take and protect your family and i've I done it i've done an absolute terrible job for years at doing that 
I created mental anxiety for my wife because of my bad decisions. And it doesn't take much to figure out what what I've gone through. But I can tell you this, it wasn't worth what I put my wife and family through. Amen. Tom, you're you're definitely in the middle of a, a busy season yourself. And I've had the pleasure of staying at your house on a couple of occasions, taking some classes and stuff like that. And I know that your wife is absolutely loving and supporting. How's that balance going? Uh, Man, I used to think, and I I used to even talk about it. In fact, I think it was on your podcast, Chris, uh, that we Mm -hmm. talked about that balance. Mm -hmm. I used to think there was one. And the more that I've thought on it and the more that I've spoke to to you guys and to others that uh, I kind of have around me, they're uh, kind of getting to Shane's point, man. There, there isn't a, there's no balance there. There's zero balance. Uh, they lose every time that you say yes. Every time that you go do a class, every time that you walk out the door to shift, they're losing time with you. Um, so I've come to kind of like think on that a little bit more. And again, you know, Nate brought up about the, what, what's your word for the year? And mine is to be more intentional. And, and it's across the board. Every, every interaction that I have with anybody, I want to be more intentional with that interaction at home. I want to be more intentional and give my wife what she needs and give my daughter uh, what she needs as well. And uh, man, this busy season, I, I understand it. And, and my wife, like you said, she's a saint. Uh, she is, she's a hundred percent on board with this. Uh, and we talk every time before it used to be a foregone yes. And then I'd kind of fill her in on what I was doing. And now it's more, Hey, this is what's coming on our plate is, can this work? You know, is this okay? Mm-hmm. And then it's also that self-introspection of, Hey, am I, am I intentional while I'm at home and really spending the time that I need to, uh, also knowing that, you know, I'm getting ready to walk out the door on Saturday and be gone until the following Saturday. Um, I think that again, going back to, there's no balance. uh, Yes. And Shane's a hundred percent right. Uh, when you walk away from this, you're gone and that's, that's it. You're, you're done. And what you have left is your family. I think where I've come to and what my wife and I have kind of come to agree on is she wants to feed my passion for this. She wants me to go out and do this and she's supportive of that. And I think my understanding is as long as the fulfillment is given to them and what they need while I'm at home. Um, I think, you know, I, you hear a lot about the, the why, and I've said this a couple of times, I, I'll say it until I'm proven wrong. Um, a lot of folks want to talk about the why, the why you got in the fire service, the why uh, that you decided to do this is, is your calling. When, when we do uh, the writ class specifically, I've come to this the last, the last year or so, or any of the, the engine op stuff that we get to do, I propose the question to the students of, think about the why, not the why you got in the service. Why did you show up today? Why did you arrive to this class? And then I don't ask for their answers, uh, but I give them mine. And every time my why is the same. My why is because... I'm taking time away from my daughter and my wife. And the reason that I'm here and the reason that I'm going to give you everything that I can is because I'm doing that. When I go to somewhere, I'm going to make it worth the fact that I'm taking it away. And 
that's the only thing that I have to give back, but that equates to nothing for my wife and daughter. It doesn't give them back the time. It doesn't give them back anything that, that we could have experienced together. But at the very least, I'm making it worth it that I was there. I don't know that that is, you know, a, a payoff in any way to my wife and daughter, but the way that I see it, and, and again, I, I might be 100% wrong, but the way that I see it, when I do walk out of this job for the last time and I hang my stuff up and Tom is no longer in the fire service, well, you're right. It, it, it might be a day or two and that's, that's wiped. But what I care about is what does my daughter think about the time that I spent doing something that I love? Will she understand the fact that, hey, dad was gone for, for a week or for a week here and there? does she understand and did she get life lessons because of what I had the ability to experience within the fire service? Cause I think that there's life lessons that she's learning, even though she's only seven right now because of what I've experienced and what I've been able to pass along to her. So again, it's, there's no, there's no end payoff here. I mean, there, it, it's, it's never a win situation for the, for my wife and daughter. Um, but I, I, I will say, um, Chris, you're you're 100 right. She she's a saint, and she supports me 100, percent and I don't take that for granted, and I don't ever want to, for the remainder of what I whatever I've left in this. Man, God bless the firewise, especially yeah, to the ones that are truly committed. Amen. I'll tell you that 100. percent My wife is definitely at the forefront of all that as well, and she learned early on too. Of course, she saw when I was cleaning up construction site messes, bringing yeah. home 99 bucks a week, <laughs> and then got into the fire service right and what god has done with me since then it's blown her mind just as much as it still blows my mind but the fact remains the same she brought it up and i shared this with you guys once before it's like chris the fire service is legitimately your ministry isn't it i said i never would have thought of it that way because what you guys don't see is there's and you guys probably get it too but there's a lot of messages you know everyone's able to get a hold of somebody now whether it be facebook messenger or what have you and there's a lot of times to where I don't realize that it's cutting into family time until it is even laying down next to my wife at you know nine o'clock watching TV or what have you. And a random fireman reaches out and just needs some advice. Hey, you, I watched or I heard an episode you were on and you said I could always reach out. Well, kind of got this going on and I'll, I'll let my wife and I say, Hey babe, someone, someone reached out, you know, and you had next rung into it and the magnitude that brings. And she's, she's grown that it's, it is a calling and I a hundred percent have her support and to your point. We are robbing them of that time, but it, it does make it easier on our end when our wives understand that it's more than just a job, that there's actual lives being transformed and impacted on a positive manner and that God is actually working through us. But I'll have, you know, too, at the same time, when it is family time, it is family time. And they know a hundred percent that, Yes, daddy may be gone doing callings and serving others, but when he is here, he is here. And that's how I've learned to model selfless servantship to my children. You know, my son, he's got ambitions of being a police officer and he's got ambitions of being in the military because he wants to go that route of serving people. And am I showing him a, a good professional skill of a provider, a protector and a selfless servant leader in society for him to pattern as well. And it just touches on what y'all are saying. I just wanted to share my, my tidbit on that as well. 
if yeah. I didn't have man, my wife's support, man. I, I'll be honest with you. I, if you think about it, look, we've done some really cool stuff. You got, you got to, at, at the end of the day, we have, we have done some really cool stuff. And it never, if you cut my legs out from underneath me, you take my knees out from under me, I've got to be a part of some really cool stuff, right? And the thing about it is, at the end of the day, all I wish, really, because I'm honestly getting to this point, and that's what I got to spend the la- last week. I, I got to spend with Kevin, and we talk about Jason, we talk about Nate, we talk about Chris, we talk about Mark, we talk about Tom, and you know, and the intentionality and the intimacy with that, like the key word to the like the whole thing that we've it, that we've been blessed to have is the intimacy, right? It's straight. It got people. If you don't understand, it's it, intimacy is. It means a lot of different things, I'm going to tell you. And if you don't have that intimacy with a certain group of people, you got to find it and you got to seek it. And you and it starts with prayer. It absolutely starts with prayer. But I'll be honest with you, you cut my knees out from under me today to where I can't ever do another thing again. I'm okay with it. I'm, I, I am becoming okay with it. And I mentioned it last Thursday night, and me and Mark Rossi talked about it yesterday. I'm absolutely becoming okay with the fact of, if it doesn't happen anymore, I was impactful Amen. and I cared and, and, and I cared. I truly honestly cared about the people when Jason talks about going and sitting down with live Oak fire department, because their fire chief sent them to Georgia twice. And he, he goes over there and eats a sandwich with them and sits down with them. And if, if I never get to do that again, I have no regrets knowing that I absolutely took and I give everybody every chance I could to take and love them and care about them because I, and I will do that as long as I continue to do it. But I'm, I'm, I'm also becoming with, okay with the fact that if I don't do it anymore, I'm good. I've done it. And I need God, God to take and continue directing me and where he needs me to be. And that, that is, that is the surrender. That is absolutely the surrender uh, factor for me. Amen to that, brother. Can I comment on something real quick? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I just well it was on you know i just want to say something in regards to what tom was getting at and he hit and i love that his word this year is intentional and he, and he truly hit the nail on the head i don't i don't want to paint this picture when we talk about putting our family first as if the fire service doesn't matter because right we chose a profession that truly demands more than most are giving I don't think people truly understand the true complexity and and what our job entails. And so, yes, us as firefighters, regardless of rank, it demands a lot from us. It takes a lot of hard work, that pride, that dedication, all of that. And we can talk about that balance where it becomes an issue is when all of that is a detriment to the home life. And I love when he uses that word intentional. And that's all we're talking about is we give all to the service, but what are we giving when we're home? Are we truly being intentional at home? Are we wearing ourselves down? Like Jason said, to the point where when I finally get a moment to be home, I am too tired. I am grumpy. I'm not interested and I'm not giving my family the intentional time that they deserve. That's, 
that's when the balance is off and that's when it be that's when it starts to dive into the home life which we can all talk about that factor why divorce rates are so high in the fire service um so i just don't want people to think that oh you know hey you're too too much into the job no we you need to be and you need to get out there and you need to take classes and you need to attend a conference and you need to to grow your knowledge and bring it back and share it i mean i'm all like we're all in on that and i think people know that but just don't want them to think that we're kind of twisting like that's a that's a negative thing no it's only a negative thing if you allow it to be a negative thing to where when the time that you do have is not intentional at home and you're not giving your family that same time that yeah. same dedication that same pride that you do the fire service oh man i couldn't agree more on that one yep. that's right so, i know we're talking about time and Gentlemen, I know that uh, the listeners, when they hear this, it's probably going to be like bright and early on their days. It's, it is 10.15 p.m. Florida Georgia time, and I know some of you, it's two hours past your bedtime. So I, I totally get it. But uh, if you gentlemen didn't have anything else you wanted to, to generally share or touch on, again, we can go forever, but out of respect for our families, I'm going to kind of wrap it up unless there's another topic we want to touch on real quick while you all have the floor. We can always do another do another show, man. That's what I'm talking about. I think I think the I think the great thing is like we always do. How about we uh Jason, you're the best. How about how about we how about we finish things this thing off in a in a great group prayer for everyone, the listeners and just our group, and uh, we can close it like that. All right. Amen, Chief. Heavenly Father. God, we just thank you um, just for everything that you do, God, and just for everything that you are. Um, you are so good in ways that we will never even know. And uh, so I just thank you, Lord, just for this this uh, time, for these men, um, just for the way that you have um, just brought us together and the way that you continue uh, just to grow us together. God, we just... Uh, we hope that in these moments of this recording that, um, God, you would just use us to bless someone's life. Lord, that it will uh, we'll just, just speak to others in a way that you have spoken to us. Uh, and uh, we just pray, God, your blessings over us as uh, we continue through this journey. We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you, boys. I'll be seeing you all Thursday. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Love, love you, guys. All right, Take love you guys. Yep. Bye. See you.